Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, and we're glad you are. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Bob Getty. I'm in the First Bank Studio here in Hattiesburg this afternoon. Luke is off, but we've got a great show for you. Santoria Black is about to join us. He's the play-by-play voice for Grambling State University. Kelly Santer on the show today. And women's basketball coach Joy Lee McNellis in the last hour of the program. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Want to remind you one more time if you're planning a tailgate this weekend, you need to call Dickie's right now. They can uh, cater any event, large or small, for you. You'll be the hit of the campus if you call Dickie's right here in Hattiesburg. All right, first home football game of the season. And the Gramley State Tigers are coming to town. Santoria Black is the play by play voice for this storied program. And, uh, Mr. Black, glad to have you on the Eagle Hour. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Great program. Grambling State University, a lot of history, of course. Put a lot of guys in the NFL, uh, winning as college coach uh, in your legacy. And uh, looking at uh, looking at your last several years under head coach uh, Broderick Fobbs, a, a really solid record. Uh, you know, you had two 11-win seasons. Uh, you hadn't had a, he hadn't had a losing season since he came, he came here. And uh, we're looking for a really competitive game. What, what should our fans expect out of the Tigers? Well, you know, this team, uh, they, they love to uh, – they have a high-tempo type of offense. They love to push the ball. Uh, what you see in the game is what you see in practice. They love to just make sure that they're constantly doing things and they're uh, trying to make, you know, of course, make the opponent uncomfortable. Um, you know, this is a, a team that went through a lot during the spring where they didn't win a game. And, you know, they really came back revitalized. You know, this team – uh, went through a number of different changes because of, you know, you got the transfer portal now and all this other kind of stuff. And so, you know, Coach Fobbs and the staff uh, went out and they said, look, these are some of the things that we need to do, how we need to accomplish them, personnel that we need. And so, you know, you're going to see an offensive line that's bigger. I mean, these guys are buffet busters. I mean, we talk about people that are like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, some up to 6'6", 325. I mean, we do not have skinny people on the offensive line. So uh, the, the earth movers will definitely be in the house. Uh, is this a, is this going to be more of a, a running attack, passing attack, balanced attack from Grambling? Well, the way that Coach Fobbs coaches, it just depends on what the what the, the opponent gives you. You know, a, a lot of teams at times, you know, they 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 get stuck on one thing or another or whatever the case is. But I think in the, in this case, you're going to see a, what what Southern Miss gives you. Um, if it requires a little bit more running, he's going to run the ball more. If it requires a little bit more passing, he's going to pass the ball. Um, so I think that what you'll see here is. You're going to see, I guess, an offense that I guess you could say that um, is not afraid to throw some wrinkles in. Uh, they they have really really good uh, receivers on the outside. They got the the guys in the backfield that have done really well. Did well last week, so I think you'll see a little bit of everything. Taking out the four games that the Grambling State played last year in the spring, where you and I were talking uh, before you came on the show this afternoon, and you had a lot of COVID kids. That it was just a mess. It was in the spring. I, I just don't really think. You can count much, uh, you know, in that regard. Uh, Coach Fobbs is thirty-five and thirteen coming into this game. So, 
your kids are used to winning under him, and my guess is they come in here Saturday night with the expectation of doing just that. You know, look, it, the, the one thing I can tell you about Coach Bob is that, you know, he, pre- he prepares his guys to win football games. And, uh, you know, in the 18 and 19 season, they were, you know, three and f- or six and five um, both years. And, you know, he's won a SWAC championship. He's won the division a couple of times. And so, um, you know, I think 17 was the, the, the year that really was unbelievable. It was 11 and two. Uh, they ended in the Celebration Bowl with a loss to North Carolina A&T. So, uh, you know, yeah, this is a winning program. And, you know, for a coach at any level to go, you know, especially during the normal years where you didn't have to have COVID and everything, to be, you know, 500 and above, you know, in every year you having a winning record, that's, that's unheard of, especially with everything that goes on now. Uh, no question about it. And uh, Coach Fobbs was the wide receivers coach at Southern Miss in 2012. But you told me there's some connection, too, with both his father and his brother to Southern Miss, Santoria. Absolutely. So, you know, um, I believe that the head coach at Southern Miss at one point in time, his brother Jamal Fobbs coached with him. Uh, so there's some ties there. Lee Fobbs actually was a coach uh, with, uh, with uh, Broderick uh, as well between two, uh, at Southern Miss. And then at Tulane University, of course, uh, Coach, you know, uh, uh, Jamal was there. So there's a lot of history with, with Southern Miss and, and, and the Fobbs family. And there's a lot of great uh, respect for Coach Fobbs and his father, Lee Fobbs, who was a coach at Grambling uh, as well. So, you know, that's one of the things that uh, is really big about uh, when, you, when you ask people about Coach Fobbs is they have so much respect for him and his family because, you know, you got two coaches that are, you know, been on the Division One level. Dad was a coach at the Division One level at HBCU. He just retired not too long ago. And so there's a lot of respect there for the Fobbs family. Uh, as you know, Southern Miss has a proud football history. It hadn't been too great in the last few years, but certainly a proud history. And Grambling State has one of the storied histories uh, in college football. Put a lot of people in the NFL and, and had an iconic coach in your legacy as well, right? Absolutely. Head coach Eddie Robinson put over 200 players in the NFL. Uh, we were talking about this with the guys from NFL Network just last week and just, you know, how many players he put there. And then when we were at the Hall of Fame, we're looking at, uh, you know, these four guys, Willie Davis, Willie Brown, Charlie Joyner, you know, these guys who are in the Hall of Fame, and you actually get a chance to see their busts. It's just incredible when you're looking at those busts of the four guys who were at Grambling, Buck Buchanan, you know, they're in the Hall of Fame. We have more Hall of Famers, if I'm not mistaken, than any school in the state, maybe LSU. We have four Hall of Famers. And so, you know, you think about all the players that were in the NFL then. You look at the Doug Williams and the Shaq Harris's. Uh, you know, you look at uh, the uh, Everson Walls. and All these guys who are just at the top of their game. It's just incredible. And you think about that small percentage of college football players that get a chance to play at that high level. To say that one coach has put over 200 guys from an HBCU in the NFL is just incredible. Uh, there's no question about that. You mentioned Doug Williams. I'm, I'm a longtime Washington Redskins fan, so I'm a big fan of his. Uh, first black quarterback to win MVP of the Super Bowl and a very much beloved figure in Washington to this day. Uh, I know that he's he, he's one alumni that you guys must be really proud of. Oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, last year, uh, they they named a street after him, Doug Williams uh, Drive, which is uh, going towards the stadium. And, you know, look, Doug was a coach at Grambling. Uh, you know, two stints here at Grambling State University, won a championship here uh, at Grambling. Um, also, you think about 
you know, the things that he was able to accomplish. You know, it was not an easy road for him. Started out with Tampa Bay, you know, a team that really didn't have a, a storied tradition of winning. Went there and, you know, actually they were able to win a little bit. Um, left there and then, of course, you know, going to the Washington Redskins. But, you know, look, for all of the, uh, you know, you look at a Shaq Harris and what he went through and paving the way. You know, Doug was also one of those guys who got criticized a lot. Can you know? Can he handle the system? Can he, mm-hmm. you know, be the the starting quarterback here? Can he do certain things? And I think he proved it on that on that day uh, when they beat the Denver Broncos. And he had five touchdowns in the second quarter. So he is very loved. He's uh, he's very well loved and and, and uh, respected for what he has been able to do and accomplish in his career. He broke a lot of ceilings, and he, uh, you know, he he set a lot of standards. I think I think he quieted a lot of critics. Uh, at that time uh, in the National Football League. So, yes, uh, you and I both share admiration for him. All right, so tell me, what what's the atmosphere at Grambling State? How are your guys feeling about coming to the Rock and playing Southern Miss? You know, look, they're excited. As a matter of fact, I just got in talking to the kicker, uh, Garrett Urban, for our pregame show not too long ago. Uh, they're excited. You know, they're looking at this as a challenge. Uh, they want to come in and, uh, you know, really just play hard and play well. And the thing that this team talks about first before anything else is, you know, Tennessee State was last week. We won that game. We're on to the next game. And, you know, they want to come in and really just prove a point. You know, there's a certain amount of catch-up that, you know, an FCS school has to do when you play an FBS school. The first thing is 22 more scholarships, you know. When you're playing, it, playing up, you have more scholarships on the other side than you have. The other thing is just making sure that when you're on the field that you're not making those mistakes. You know, you want to get things to the, where they're even. And then once you do that, then it's just about playing the game that you love. And so they're really excited, man. They can't wait. It's the first time these two teams have tangled on the football field. You know, two schools that are less than four hours apart. So there'll be fans that'll be coming from North Louisiana over there. So just everybody's excited. Yeah, about 30 seconds left. Did uh, did Grambling State sell a lot of tickets? Could we look for a lot of Tiger fans to be here Saturday? Well, you know, look, uh, I'm hoping that they travel well. You know, I know that they are still COVID in these streets, and so I don't know, right. you know how things are, are going to happen, but I know there's a lot of people who are excited and trying to come over there. And uh, I'm looking for a big crowd. You know, this is the first time that we've really seen matching bikes and gold is going to be in the stands at the same time like this. You know, even <laughs> you some of the other opponents, you know, their gold is a little bit different. We call it off. But, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be kind of the same when we're at Southern Miss. Right. Well, we're looking forward to having you here. Storied program coming to Hattiesburg. And uh, I want to thank you, Santoria, for your time. Great conversation, man. And uh, look forward to having you guys here in Hattiesburg this weekend. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And go Tigers. All right. Santoria Black, everybody. Play-by-play voice of the story Grambling State Tiger football program. It's going to be fun Saturday night. Hope to see you at the Rock. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Great conversation with Santoria Black at Grambling State University. Really do appreciate his time. That gives a little preview of the Tigers that are coming into town this weekend. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Miss Kathleen, we just love her to death. 
And uh, if you want to get some new stuff for the game Saturday, you got to make a trip to Campus Bookmart. You can also shop online at campusbookmart.net. Kelly Sander joins me. Kelly, uh, Santoria Black reminded me, of course, I knew going into the interview, but, you know, Grambling State is a storied football program. Four NFL Hall of Famers, a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, I think people forget just how many NFL players the SWAC puts in the big league. I agree with you, Bob, and, and it doesn't. It certainly does not get the respect you know that it deserves. And I think one of the reasons that Deion Sanders uh, took the job at Jackson State it certainly wasn't because of the money. He didn't need the money, but I think part of it has been to bring attention to the SWAC as a league and to show the importance of that league. I mean, he's talking about this past week something just as minor as putting last names on the back of a jersey, you know, as a sense of pride. And he was saying, he said, you don't think moms and dads want to see their you know, last name on, on the back of a, of a jersey. And apparently the slack had just said that that, that was going to be a league rule that they weren't going to do that. And mm-hmm. he's just saying, I think that's silly. Um, so I think by Deion Sanders being at Jackson State, it certainly puts the SWAC in more of a spotlight. And, I mean, you don't have to go very far other than to look down to Columbia, Mississippi, right down the road where arguably the greatest running back to ever play in Walter Payton uh, was you know, raised in Columbia and, and played at Jackson State, and another Mississippi great, Jerry Rice, the greatest you know, wide receiver, arguably to ever play, and 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 the late Steve McNair, um, right, right, you know from Collins. So I mean, the SWAC just, I, I absolutely agree, Bob. The SWAC does not get the uh, the credit that it that it deserves as far as uh, contributing great football players. And I don't think you could bring a better SWAC team in than Grambling State. I mean, I'm looking forward to watching Grambling State play. And you know what I think? I think they're coming here and play really hard, Kelly. Well, on, on behalf of uh, several Southern Miss fans who were in Mobile last weekend, I hope they don't come in to play that hard. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you agree with me. This is not going to be this is not going to be a walk in the park. Well, you hope it will be, uh, but no, you're right. Uh, this early on, and you know, there's some other. You know, we we talked about that that South Al game last weekend and how that was a, a conference USA versus Sun Belt matchup. Well, that's going to continue to be monitored whether the conferences really want that or not. When they look right. at at some of the other games, like this weekend, you've got three other matchups that are pitting the Sun Belt you know, versus Conference USA, Georgia Southern is going to Florida Atlantic. That is, you know, one of those matchups that they're going to be looking at. Texas State down in San Marcos, they're going to FIU. That's the, the second um, of three of, of those games. And you got uh, Southeastern Louisiana, I think, going to La Tech. Uh, well, that's a Southland matchup. I'm sorry. So you've got, you've got two there, though, uh, two more matchups between – Conference USA and and Sunbelt uh, teams. So right. it'll be interesting to monitor as, as the season goes on. Right. I saw that Troy's going to play Liberty this weekend. They had an outstanding year last year, of course. And uh, and then you have Troy next week. So, yeah. it's. Uh, it's and if I'm not mistaken, Bob, looking at the Southern Miss schedule down the road, I think the Eagles open against Liberty next year. Yeah. And yeah. then travel to Miami. Well, so, that's a great uh, way to start the year, huh, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> well, if nothing else, you know, a nice trip down to Miami, you know, South Beach. Right, um, right. 
when I get out there in my Speedo, I tend to get any spot on the beach I want. I can understand um, why. I've seen pictures of that. It's not pretty. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's for another show. Entirely. All right. What news have you got? You're always full of news. What's today on your mind? Well, let's, not, let's start with the conference. Conference USA has made an official statement that they have come up with a ruling for potential COVID-19 uh, cancellations. And here is the ruling in a nutshell. If one of the football teams in Conference USA can't play because of COVID-19, but the other one can, it will be a forfeit. And the team that had COVID-19 problems will be tagged with a loss, and the team that could play would be given the win. Now, in a situation where both teams had COVID-19 issues, they would try to reschedule it on an open date if two teams actually had the same open date, which is, is not likely. And if that's the case, then it would just be considered a no contest and no game to be played. But an official COVID-19 ruling by the conference uh, came down. Also, it looks like four other teams are on the doorstep of joining the Big 12 Conference. BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and Central Florida might all be headed to the Big 12. And, of course, that would really raid the covers of the AAC if uh, Cincinnati, Houston, and Central Florida went to the Big 12. It would also mean that in the AAC, there would only be five teams left that even play baseball. So the AAC would have some, uh, some baseball issues, big baseball issues, if those teams do wind up going to the Big 12, and it looks like that they are indeed headed that way. Good news for Southern Miss on the business side of things. Forbes magazine, which is nationally renowned, for its economic forecasts and reporting of economic events, has given Southern Miss the label as the top educator in the state of Mississippi. Mm. If you're going to get an education, Southern Miss would be the best place to go as far as getting an education is concerned. Forbes also went further and gave the University of Southern Mississippi a number six ranking in the state as for the best workplace, the sixth best workplace in the entire state to work based on uh, environments, uh, support of workers around you, and morale around the university. So good news for Southern Miss from Forbes magazine. The MACCC, the Mississippi Association of Community Colleges Conference, has a full slate of seven games tonight. The marquee matchup will be in Ellisville, where Northwest, which is ranked among the top teams in the country, will take on Jones. Both of those teams are 1-0. and as they play tonight in, uh, in Ellisville. Elsewhere, East Mississippi travels to Southwest. Both of those teams are 1-0. Gulf Coast, the national champion, will travel to Northeast. They've got the longest drive of the week, going from Perkinston all the way, all, all the way up to Boonville in the northeastern corner of the state. Pearl River travels to Cahoma as the Wildcats look to get their first win of the year against an upstart Cahoma team that won last week. Colin and Itawamba are both 0-1. They will play... Uh, at Itawamba in Fulton. East Central is playing at Mississippi Delta. Mississippi Delta upset Pearl River last Thursday night in Poplarville. And Holmes will travel to Hines. All those uh, Thursday night is officially junior college football night. Of course, Friday night, a full slate of high school games. And then Saturday, uh, the other Conference USA games scheduled. Actually, we'll, slate will start on Friday night, tomorrow night, where we'll see exactly how good UTEP is where the Miners will go up to Boise to take on the Broncos of Boise State. Of course, UTEP 2-0 going into that game with Boise. And, again, that is a Friday night game. 
Elsewhere in the conference on Saturday, Western Kentucky will travel to Army. It'll be Middle Tennessee traveling to Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, much better than people thought initially. Lamar travels to Texas San Antonio. We mentioned Texas State of the Sun Belt going to FIU. Georgia Southern playing at FAU. That's another Sun Belt matchup versus Conference USA. Georgia Southern at FAU. UAB in its money game. See, even UAB that has a med school has to play a money game as they go between the hedges to play at Georgia. Houston is playing at Rice. Those two teams won't have to travel very far to play each other, right? Houston at mm-hmm. Rice. Southeastern Louisiana travels to Louisiana Tech. That's the home opener for the Bulldogs. Hampton will play at Old Dominion. Gardner-Webb is at Charlotte. North Carolina Central is at Marshall. And North Texas will travel to SMU. So that's the complete Conference USA slate for this weekend. And, of course, the Golden Eagles taking on Grambling just after the Adam Doliak concert in Centennial Park. As a, I'm telling you, Bob, if the weather Saturday is like it is today in Hattiesburg, gonna man, be nice. It will be a perfect day for football. You said something really interesting that UAB is going to Georgia for their money game. Here's an interesting dynamic that will remind a lot of people of the state of Mississippi. UAB goes to Georgia to play a money game because Alabama or Auburn will neither one play UAB. Southern Miss goes to Alabama to play a money game. Why? Because <laughs> Ole Miss or Mississippi State will not play Southern Miss. Do you do you do you see an SEC echo chamber there of some sort, Kelly? Although you want to give a little bit of credit to Mississippi State some, because yes. they have that yeah they correct. have over the that past ten years uh, played Southern Miss. But, and, um, I, and I think scheduled some in the future. I may be wrong about that, but I think there may be one or two games on the future schedules. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, and and this is going to sound. I don't want this to sound the way it sounds, but as Southern Miss is now having to work its way back into national prominence, you know, I, I think it's kind of a situation where oh, well, we'll play Southern Miss now, right? You know, right. when the Eagles, when the Eagles are down, kind of kick a guy when he's down. Um, but as the Eagles get back into more of a national prominence setting, which I think will happen. There will be there will be less teams wanting to play, especially in the state, you know, wanting to play um, Southern Miss. And I like the fact that that Southern Miss has played other teams in the state. They have no problem with playing Delta State. You know, they've had no problem right. playing Alcorn over the years, Jackson State. You know, keep the money in state. Let's go. All right, Kelly's coming back. He'll join us in the fourth segment. We're going to visit with Joy Lee McNellis here in just a minute. Kelly, talk to you soon. Eagle Hour continues right after this. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, I'm in the First Bank studio in Hattiesburg this afternoon. Kelly will be rejoining me later. I also want to thank Santoria Black from Gramley State University for joining us. This segment sponsored by our very good friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. The ball game will be on Saturday night. You can be assured of that. Tomorrow is Catfish Friday at 4th Street Bar and Grill, the best plate lunch in Hattiesburg, $8.95. We thank them for their support of our program. 
All right, now we bring on one of my very favorite people, uh, Joy Lee McNellis, uh, head basketball coach of Lady Eagle Basketball. You may hear some noise in the background. Coach is on the road recruiting. Coach, you just don't like to sit still, do you? Well, you can't. I mean, it changes every day, and uh, that's kind of what it is in college athletics. you got to just keep on rolling. All right, where you are you today, Coach? you fall out. I am on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Today is our first day on the road recruiting, and so I always like to try to hit our home girls first, people within reach, and uh, so I am down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Started this morning. First gym I was in was 7.30 this morning. Wow. Wow. So I hit several along the coastline today. All right, so you're doing that all day, and then tomorrow there's a big golf tournament. So before we get to the basketball team, tell us about the tournament. You know, tomorrow is our annual fundraiser. Uh, we are have it out at Cane Break. Cane Break uh, is really kind to have us out there, Roy Jarvis, and then, of course, Dr. York um, is always a big part of that, and we're very thankful to have it out there. And we have... All right, sounds like we may have... May have lost her cell signal. Let's give her just a second, see if she comes back. You with us, Coach? All right, everybody bear with back. I'm okay, back. you're I'm back. back. All right, good deal. Go ahead. You were uh, talking about your golf tournament. Yes, sir. Um, we um, It's our annual fundraiser, the only one that we have. And it is tomorrow at Cambridge, and we're fortunate to be able to have it out there. Uh, we're doing some special things this year that's a part of our golf tournament. And if you're interested in playing in it or sponsoring it, we still have spots. Um, you can call. I'll go ahead and give you this number, 601-266-6444. We have room for a couple of more teams, but we're doing something special. We are joining. It's called um, the Long Shot for Our Heroes. And so we have brought in, um, it's kind of like, uh, wounded Warriors. But what it is, is we're helping raise money for our veterans that uh, are dealing with PTSD. Mm. And so it's Long Drive for Heroes. That's what it's called. And so that will be on one of the par fives out there. And we're excited about that and working with them through the, this uh, tournament because I think it definitely is somewhat, particularly right now, everything we're dealing with, with what all's going on in Afghanistan and all of that, right. you know, we need to really pay attention to those people that have sacrificed so much for us. And no so we decided we were going to join in with them. And so we're really excited. Long drive Good. for heroes. And we have some unbelievable gifts for our solid art tonight. Of Tiger Woods, Bill Mickelson, Jack Nicklaus, um, Tiger Woods, uh, Helmet by Brett Harve, uh, Bats by Brian Dozier, and then many other items that we have for auction items. A lot of, we call it the Toast of Hattiesburg, which we have a food tour that has different uh, gift cards from food stations, Paris Jewelers. Uh, we have an Eagle from Paris Jewelers, um, Almay Jewelers. Also has created something. Southern Jewelers out in Columbia has created something for us. So we've got a really nice side auction out of The one thing about our tournament is our Lady Eagles are there. And all the golfers and 
the sponsors that are there get to be a part of them. The breakfast is served by Flat Toes in the morning. We're excited about that. Registration starts at 8, tea times at 9. And then we have walk-ons that's going to be cooking out there for the afternoon meal. And we appreciate Eric and his group there at walk-ons for providing that as well. But it's going to be a great, great day tomorrow. Uh, A lot of fun. We do. We have one fun hole where uh, our golfers have to make a shot on a little tight skull to be able to uh, lose a stroke. And our players, they always argue over who's going to control the little tight skull because all the golfers have to take a shot at it. Uh, <laughs> but it's fun. And Good. it's for a great cause. And the money we raise is directly used for our players. We started renovating our locker room last year. Uh, and so we're hoping to raise some more money this year to be able to complete it in our video. Uh, we don't use it on anything about us. It goes to those young ladies and makes a difference in their lives every single day. Great. Great. Sounds good. Now, Coach, you got about five minutes left. Uh, uh, the men's schedule I know is out. You were telling me all fair. Yours is not quite out. But is there any kind of a sneak peek you might be able to give us about your schedule? Well, we'll open up just like actually it's not exactly a doubleheader, I don't think, with the men. With It's William Carey. Um, we'll open up with them. We play at Alabama. That's going to be a nice one. We go to South Alabama. Um, and then we have, you know, normally we play Mississippi State, and we're not able to to get Mississippi State on the schedule this year because of uh, the, the COVID and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, but we do have our Thanksgiving tournament that will be here with us. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of, teams actually that are coming in that are, you know, drivable distance. That's something we tried to really lock in on uh, where you have Southeast Louisiana, you got Louisiana Monroe that's coming in um, just to be able to make it so it's very cost efficient during a time where our university and all of us have struggled during this time. Oh, well, no question. So you're on the coast today, Coach. What 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 are you looking for? What, what kind of position players are you really looking at? Well, and this actually, I'm recruiting babies today. Um, we've got a recruiting weekend. Actually, we have recruits coming in tonight. That's uh, part of the recruiting class for this year. Um, we're excited about having them. They'll be here all weekend. Be a part of the football game against Grambling, and. Uh, so they're in here now. We've got to – we have four seniors. Uh, so we think it's vital that we sign a point guard. Uh, then we have to sign – ideally we'd like to sign a four-player. We've already got a commitment in the 22 class from a kid that's a bucket getter for us. Um, so that's what we're looking for, 23s, 24s. That's what I'm looking at on the coast here today is there's a lot of 23, which is juniors, that's within hand's reach of us. And so I'm trying to get in early on these kids, and they've been on our campus already, so we're trying to mm-hmm. put a little pressure to try to let them know that Southern Miss, I might as well want to make that choice to wear the black and gold. There you go. So you really recruit two, three years out. You're not You're not just always recruiting for the next class. You're, no, you're ahead no, of that, no. huh? No, yes, sir. We Actually, I watched a kid this morning that is a 24 graduate that we offered this summer in our camp. Um, and she's going to be special. But, you know, those kids that 
are really have potential to be power five. Mm-hmm. If we don't get on them early, we don't have a shot. Right. And it's a difficult shot anyway. So I think you've got to uh, show them some love very early and uh, really stay consistent with that. And so, again, that's why I'm on the coast. Yeah. Coach, you said something about you said that one of those kids was in your camp. How important are those camps oh. for recruiting? Oh, my goodness. Camp is key for us in recruiting. Actually, the three players that are coming in this weekend were all in our camps this summer. Wow. Uh, it's very important to us because it gives those young ladies an inside look at our program when it when things are not staged. You know, they're able to see it. Their parents come. They're able to have an evaluation, a player-coach relationship, interaction, a player-to-player you know, they, they can get a real evaluation, and then we're able to get an evaluation of them, you know, just in coaching them up and see how quick they pick up on things. And so for our program, summer camps are very vital hmm. uh, to us. Gotcha. Um, last year, we signed those kids in the COVID year, and that's probably the first time that we've ever had players signed with us that's not been in our camp. Is that Every right? year, at least two have been in our camp. Hmm. And so then you're able to establish that relationship with them. Like the one kid that's already committed to us, she's been three years in our camp. And so we've known her coming out of the eighth grade, and we found her in camp. That's the first place we saw her. Oh, interesting. Well, Coach, thanks for your time this afternoon. You get Try to get some rest. It. You're recruiting all day today. You're going to be at a golf tournament all day tomorrow. Something tells me you'll be at the football game Saturday. Uh, yeah, and, and I'll be with those recruits. Actually, all the recruits and their parents are at my house tomorrow night. So. <laughs> there you go. All I right, Coach. It's Sunday. I'll be good. All Thank right. you, guys. Thank you a lot, Coach. Coach Shirley McDellis, everybody. Women's basketball coach and a bundle of energy on the Eagle Hour. Kelly will be back. We'll wrap it up next. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. How do you not love Joy Lee McNellis? I want to thank Coach McNellis for joining me from the Gulf Coast. She's recruiting, as you heard her say down there, and then uh, entertaining recruits at her house, having a golf tournament, going to the football game with recruits. Uh, Joy Lee McNellis never slows down. All right, you can speed your game up, too, if you're a baseball or softball player at D-Bat on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. If you're an adult athlete and just want to get in better shape or get ready for whatever sport it is you choose to play, D1 Training can help you with that. Uh, What a great crew of uh, real pros on Hardy Street, state-of-the-art facility, and uh, we encourage you to check them out at D1 and D-Bat. Kelly Sander, back on the Eagle Hour. Uh, You know Joy Lee as well as me, Kelly, and uh, no surprise, man. She is she is uh, going like a, a you know an ant building a building a home. She uh, she just never slows down. No, well, you're never going to outwork her or her team. 
No. You know, that's for sure. You might other teams might have more talent, you know, whatever. But you're you're never gonna Joy Lee McNellis exemplifies the Southern Miss blue collar, you know, approach to Correct. things. Right. right. Uh, that may not may not have the most money, may not have the most talent, but nobody's gonna outwork them. You know, that's for sure. No, she's uh, she's just a great person and uh we always look forward to having her on the show. Well, speaking of talent, Kelly, uh, your favorite quarterback kicks off the NFL season tonight as the world champions take on the Dallas Cowboys. I believe that game is in Tampa. Uh, not, a, not a good way to start if you're a Cowboys fan, right? Well, you'd, ne- you'd never know it, Bob, by hearing all the Cowboy fans. They're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. Every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every year. And for some reason, every year they don't go to the Super Bowl. Correct, um, right. You know, I, and I joke about that. But at least as a Bengal fan, I'm realistic. Correct. Okay, well, not I feel only, your pain, brother. I know. Yeah, not not only are the Bengals not going to the Super Bowl, we're not we're not getting out of last place in our division. Okay, so <laughs> and what a division! My goodness, what a division the Bengals play. Well, that's play true. In. That's true. You got the Steelers, the Ravens, and the now and the Browns used to stink, but they're but no they're longer. good now. Yeah, they're yeah. a good team. No question. And and, and to show you. You know, just how the the cloud follows the, the dark cloud follows the Bengals around. When Joe Burrow, the Bengals quarterback, was playing, you know, college football down at, at LSU, the the Baton Rouge Zoo named a giraffe after Joe Burrow. Well, here, like three days before Burrow opens the season after knee surgery, the giraffe died. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at the giraffe dying. I'm I'm just laughing at you, Kelly. <laughs> well, it's just you know I'm hoping that this is not you know prophetic of what's going to happen this season. I right. mean, literally and figuratively, we don't want anything happen happen to Joe Burrow. But I'm just thinking, oh gosh, you know the timing couldn't of be a better. Giraffe, yeah, it it couldn't it couldn't be worse. Right, Kelly. So, can a kid come back from? Uh, I know when, when Robert Griffin was playing with uh, Washington, right. he ruptured up his knee. Now, he was a running quarterback, so that, that had a lot to do to handicap his game. But can a kid like Burroughs come back and be 100% after that extensive injury? Physically, yes. Uh, and look at look at Hayes Maples with Southern Miss. There's a guy that tore, you know, the linebacker. What a great linebacker he is for the Eagles. Tore his knee up last season, and against the odds, came back much sooner, uh, but doctors gave him a 100% bill of health after about seven or eight months, mm-hmm. and that used to be a year, year and a half sort of deal. So the answer is physically yes, but that's never the question. The question is mentally, can they come back from it? Mm-hmm. Will they allow, you know, will, will the command center, the brain, allow you to challenge that body part as much as you used to? knowing what you've been through to get it right. Does that make sense? It does. It does. You know, and I I think that's part of what happened to RG3. You know, he just, he was never, he was never the same quarterback. But I think those are two different types of quarterbacks. So I think uh, the odds of the Burroughs kid coming back are are greater. I don't know, Bob. I mean, RG3 was a running quarterback. Joe Burrow's not supposed to be a running. running He'll be running. He'll be running for his life (laughs) when the the games start this year. (laughs) That's right. So, 
two different types of running, but uh, it's running nonetheless. Um, <laughs> so, so who do you like tonight? Who do you like in the first NFL game of the year? I don't like either team. And you know how I feel about you-know-who. Yes, um, the GOAT. Tampa Bay is, is a better team, I think, and, and they're at home. So I guess you, you'd have to go, you know, with, with the Buccaneers. Um, right, right. So anyway, but it's just it's just great to have. It'll know, be good, back. yeah. A, a yeah. real a real NFL game on. What and, would and be? I hope, and I hope that any political you know views. Please, football, yes, yes. We've Please. been there, done that. The ratings were down, you know, thirty percent or something because of all. Just play football, you guys. Please, I, I think that is the message of the day. All right, good yeah. football coming up in Hattiesburg. Uh, this weekend as well. We'll be talking uh, more about that tomorrow. Kelly will be back with me tomorrow. And until we talk to you wonderful people again, Southern Miss. Mississippi Media Production.